Hello, and welcome to the fifth episode of the Spud Fit Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, that voice just sound a little bit like a an FM DJ, <laughs> uh, a typical commercial radio FM DJ. I, <laughs> I didn't mean that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, there are no giveaways of cold hard cash and icy cold cans of Coca-Cola on this show. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I felt like I was uh, a throwback to the the Triple M, uh, Fox FM commercial radio stations of the 90s with the... Hi, uh, welcome to the SpudFit Podcast. I hope it didn't sound like that. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by me. SpudFit.com is, uh, is my website. If you didn't know me, if you haven't heard me before, uh, I did a whole year, last year, 2016, where I ate nothing but potatoes. Uh, and I had some amazing differences in health. I cured... I shouldn't say I cured, but I dealt with my food addiction to the point that it doesn't give me trouble anymore. Uh, I called it the Spud Fit Challenge, and I've written a, a short, very short how-to guide on that. It's called the DIY Spud Fit Challenge. It's a how-to guide for doing your own Spud Fit Challenge. So if you're interested in that, then you can look that up on my website, www.spudfit.com. And it's also available on Amazon if you just search for Spud Fit, uh, the DIY Spud Fit Challenge by Andrew Taylor. Uh, that'll be there. The first half of it is all of my tips on how to make it happen and, uh, and how and why it's a healthy thing to do. And, uh, and lots of psychological tips on how to deal with cravings and things like that too. Uh, and the second half is written by my wife Mandy and uh, it's uh, 12 or 13 recipes uh, which are super healthy and compliant with uh, Spud Fit Challenge rules. So, uh, yeah, check out spudfit.com or search for it on Amazon and you'll, uh, well, I'm sure you'll not be disappointed. It's available as an ebook as well as a paperback, by the way. Uh, second thing is it's the beginning of Starchy Marchy now. I think it's the 2nd of March today. I should check the date. But anyway, it's the beginning of Starchy Marchy. And what is that? That is Mandy's thing. My wife, Mandy, has uh, decided that she wants to do her own Spud Fit Challenge and she's going to go for all of March eating nothing but potatoes. She watched me do it last year and saw what I got out of it. And now she's, she tried it a couple of times last year for a week or two and uh, her heart wasn't really in it. But this time her heart is in it and she's really having a red hot crack at it, getting a, a, a whole month done of eating only potatoes in March. So if you want to join in with that, you can do it two ways. You can do it totally on your own uh, and you can just use a hashtag Starchy Marchy uh, on social media and just do it on your own and, and share it that way. Share the love and uh, you know, tag me in your posts if you like. That's all good. Everyone just Everyone's welcome to get involved. But if you want to take it a little step further and, uh, and get some help uh, or some support more like it from me and from uh, a group of other people that are doing it, then... Go to spudfit.com and click on the link to take the challenge and, uh, and you'll see how you can join uh, our private group that uh, supports each other. It's a really fantastic group. I've put a lot of time and effort into it. There's a lot of information in there and uh, yeah, there's a lot of support there too. Uh, last thing before I start talking about Anna, today's guest is uh, if you like what I'm doing, if you like this podcast, then please share it with your friends. That's the best thing you can do. Take a photo of yourself listening to it. Uh, share it on Instagram. Share it on Facebook. Uh, tell your friends about it. 
And uh, also subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. That'd be really, really helpful for me too. I'd appreciate that. All right. Today's guest is Anna Weatherlake. I first heard of her when I saw her speak at World Vegan Day last year. I was one of the speakers and so was she. Uh, I didn't catch her whole speech because I was pretty busy being a dad chasing Teddy around in between my own speaking engagements, but I was, uh, I was fascinated by her talk and it was weird for me because she's, uh, her talk is, and her website, a lot of it is about, uh, a lot of it is about uh, makeup and fashion and, uh, and beauty and things like that, girly things that I'm typically, in, well, I shouldn't say girly, I did in, in, during the podcast too, but uh, things that I'm not interested in. Uh, so generally anyway, not interested in, but the way she spoke about it made me interested, made me want to know more. So, uh, I was interested to speak further with Anna and have this conversation, which uh, I learned a lot during this conversation. Anna's more than just that though. She's a, she's a journalist. She's an athlete. She's an activist. She's a wellness coach. She's a traveler. She obviously does a lot of travel following her, uh, fiance, Peter Siddle all around the world. Uh, who is, he's uh, a fast bowler in the Australian cricket team. So uh, Anna's someone who spends a lot of time in the public eye. So we talk about that. We talk about traveling. We talk about uh, her thoughts on, uh, on fashion and beauty and uh, all sorts of areas of life that are important. And uh, I had a really good time talking with Anna. She's bright. She's bubbly. She's uh, very well informed and uh, inspirational person as well uh so i hope you enjoy the conversation as much as i did on to the show all right here we are where we've got Anna Weatherlake on the podcast today. Uh, actually, I was about to introduce you, but why don't you introduce yourself, <laughs> Anna? Who is Anna Weatherlake? <laughs> I am a, um, I run a website called earthbyanna.com, which is a cruelty-free, environmentally friendly and vegan-friendly website. I, I used to be a journalist and now I teach Pilates and Spin and I am the partner of Australian vegan fast bowler Peter Siddle. All right, cool. So I first saw or heard of you, uh, obviously I'm not much into beauty and uh, fashion and that sort of thing, but I heard you talk for about 10 minutes at World Vegan Day when I was talking as well. And, uh, and I was fascinated by your talk. Uh, I was just disappointed I didn't get to hear the whole lot because I had to go and chase Teddy around that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I was really interested in, because uh, you know, my wife, Mandy, is, is into fashion and beauty and that sort of stuff. And I've never really got it, but uh, I started to get it a little bit from listening to you talk. I wouldn't say I get it, but I, you know, <laughs> so it clicked a little bit anyway. So I thought you'd be a, a really interesting person to, to talk to on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, so you grew up vegetarian. So can you tell yeah. us about that? Yeah, so I was, I've, I've always been a huge animal lover and my dad's a doctor and he was of the belief that uh, meat was toxic for the human diet. So my sister and yeah. I was raised as a vegetarian and I went vegan about six and right. a half years ago. And, you know, I look so, back now and yeah. my family was so heavily criticised for raising me as a vegetarian. They copped all the flack. Yeah, flat. Well, that's a long time ago now. Yeah. Like, even these days, it's still a little bit controversial. Like yeah. we're raising Teddy as a vegan, but, yeah. you know... 20 plus, I don't know how old you are, but 20 plus years ago, <laughs> yeah, that was... 28 or 27 years ago. Yeah. And that's the thing that dad was criticised, you know, I'm gonna, you're going to stunt their growth, they're going to 
you know, uh, hampered their development. And it yeah. did the op- opposite. My sister and I were never sick. We just well, yeah. did lots of sport, always had great energy. We're quite tall and fit yeah. and healthy <laughs> now. And I look back now and it was probably the best thing they did for us. Yeah, great. So, yeah, that was like 27 years ago. That's yeah. before the internet as well. So, yeah. if, if, you know, friends and family had a concern about what your parents were doing for you, then they couldn't just jump online and you know, exactly. do a Google search and have their fears allayed. So, uh, And I really yeah. feel that, you know, kind of the early 90s, that kind of period is when all this really processed junk food really started to hit the market, yeah. you know, and, you know, the KFCs and the McDonald's started yeah. to become more more um, regularly found and more mainstream and that's when people's diets really started to head down yeah. and ours was just going up, so, yeah. Probably very around lucky. that time was when we really started to get Americanized, I guess, as exactly. well. So, that Perfect. was when the American music started yep. creeping in and we started getting all the American TV shows and... Uh, yeah, I'm 10 years older than you, so I remember <laughs> that a bit better. That, yeah. that, that was the time for yep. me where, you know, American basketball came on the TV, like everything. We just started becoming, you know, the, the next extra state of America. And uh, yeah, that junk food creeping in was uh, obviously exactly. a big part of that as well. So, uh, well, that's cool that you, yeah. you had that upbringing where, you know, you you had that health conscious upbringing. And uh, what, what sort of, what sort of, was the reaction you got from people at school as well you know when you're when you're 15 16 years old you know there's that's when bullying issues and things start happening did you have that sort of thing going on at school as well well i was pretty lucky i was always really into sport and i was i've always been quite an outspoken person so i never copped any bullying and I, almost, I, I ate really healthy at school and yeah, yeah, I never, no one really had an issue. I think vegetarianism wasn't as kind of you know, scary, you could yeah. say, as veganism back then. And I yeah. had a few friends that were vegetarian, so I was, didn't cop much flack. Yeah, okay. But definitely when I was younger, my parents copped a bit, but yeah. it was all worth yeah, it. Okay, because I, you know, I, was a, I was a bit of a bogan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was too. <laughs> yeah. But I, remember, I can only remember one uh, vegetarian that I went to school with. Mm. And when I found out she was vegetarian, um, I made fun of her for it. A yeah, bit. and that was—I'm uh, not proud of it. If yeah. I could, if I could uh, contact her today, she probably doesn't remember, but maybe she does. I don't know. But yeah. uh, I would apologise for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's but so yeah. funny. I remember being at school, yeah. and there was this one guy at my school that he, at the time he was quite chubby. He wasn't really into sport, and yeah. I got an email. It would have been about six weeks ago now. Yeah. Oh, sorry, six months ago and saying that, you know, I've gone vegan, it's fascinating right. and he lost, he's lost like 40 kilos and oh, completely wow. turned his life and he was kind of at school the last person you'd ever yeah. imagine to go vegan, ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, that so, was me, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I probably ate more meat and cheese and <laughs> yeah. eggs than probably anyone. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's... Uh, yeah. It's been we, a great we, journey. It, <laughs> it has for me too, yeah. So, uh, you obviously... You're, you're someone who thinks differently and that's um, really, I guess that's the essence of what I wanted to have this podcast for is to talk to people who think differently, do yeah. things outside the square and um, people who can inspire me as well and help me to improve and be a better person and uh, you certainly fit that bill. So where do you think you, you get your different way of thinking from? For me, I would say it's from my mother. She's yeah. an outside the square kind of thinker too. Do you have someone in your life that maybe that comes from? Um. I think my dad's a bit of an outside of the squ- outside the square thinker, but I yeah. also think that having my sister being on the same journey yeah. as I am, we've kind of almost inspired each other. Okay. Our biggest thing has been to kind of break the stereotype. Vegans have a stereotype that often comes with them, you know, yeah. 
really bad, but Fitzroy living, you know, we're yeah. a bit hippies yeah. kind of, and we're really trying to break that stereotype that you, yeah. you can, if you want the designer clothes, you can have the designer clothes. You've just got to know where you where yeah, to yeah. look. If you want the designer handbags, there's options for you as well. We're just really trying to break that stereotype that it's not uncool to be vegan. There's so many, you know, whatever high income earning or um, white collar workers that can be vegan too. It's just not people that are living in, you know, the suburbs yeah. that it's just trying to break that mold is what yeah, I'm trying cool. to say. And what, what's your sister's name? Linda. And does she have a website as well? Yeah, she runs a cruelty-free and vegan-friendly skincare, makeup, hair care website called nina.com.au. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I haven't haven't heard of that. We'll have to look I it up. I thought you we'll would get some hair products or something. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I might go to waste on me. I yeah. could, maybe I could shampoo my chest yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, I'll put her website in the show notes as oh, well so people can, people can look that up. So... What do you think uh, led to... You're obviously vegetarian for a long time, so it's only yeah. a small step to go vegan, but yeah. what, what led to that change for you? You know, for me, it was just... Um, it was ignorance. I used to be a cheese lover. Like, I was a yeah. cheese fiend. I loved it. And I never really considered the actual... What, what goes on in the dairy industry. And mm. I remember watching a video years and years ago and it really opened my eyes. Like, I wasn't familiar with... You'd, you know the um the mother cows having to keep having babies to produce the milk like yeah. i just didn't put two and two together it's stupid in hindsight now and or you know the mail cars oh, being I don't, sent to i don't to think slaughter. it's stupid yeah. it's just something that we don't come up with i was yeah, the same you, it's like you don't, you don't think about it you don't contemplate that if i'm drinking the milk then what's the calf drinking exactly like you just think there's enough for everyone it's not like exactly I don't think it's stupid it's just yeah you know if you don't think about it you don't, there are plenty of things in this world that we don't know just because we haven't taken the time to think about it we just take things for granted so. very true and you yeah. just oblivious to it all and yeah. so I watched I can't even remember what video it was and that was the real turning point for me and I said to um, my housemate at the time you know, I'm giving up dairy milk I'm giving up cheese yeah. and I thought I'll see how I go yeah. and then haven't looked back yeah. and I haven't been sick in years the best thing yeah. I ever did and coming from the biggest cheese lover yeah. of all time <laughs> best thing I ever did was oh, ditch great. the cheese and the eggs and the milk yeah so what did you notice like when Obviously, you can't talk about giving up meat and how yeah, that made yeah. a difference. But what sort of differences did you notice when you gave up cheese and dairy I lost, and eggs? And, yeah. Well, I've always been really physically active all yeah. my life. And I found that when I gave up the cheese and the dairy, little areas of weight, which I never kind of thought I'd be able to get rid of, it, they just lost in those areas. I felt my skin got better. I had yeah. more energy. I wasn't getting sick. And just, just from giving up that dairy, I just felt better yeah, in great. myself as well. And just I, yeah, I started to look leaner all these benefits came from giving up dairy which you know i never yeah. thought would actually come i thought i was just doing it for the animals but turning around now and looking back i actually did it for myself yeah that's that's cool mm. now i have the, the thing you mentioned about skin i'm not really interested in my skin <laughs> how it looks and all that but my wife says i've got a pregnant glow so you do have a glow <laughs> coming from the top yeah. of your head yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got that solar panel up there yeah. <laughs> um so i've noticed that you're also into volunteering and stuff now is that something you're always into or is this something that's, yeah, that's come later or? I have always been into it, but you know, I love. There's so many great organisations out there. Eggers Mission, Beagle yeah. Rescue Victoria. Just uh, we do what we can. Obviously, Peter's um very restricted with time, but yeah, we just do what we can with the time we've got. And if we can't contribute our time, we can try and contribute financially. Yeah. But there's so many great organisations out there that constantly need volunteers and help. Yeah. So we just contribute where we can and yeah, how we can. Well, I imagine life is extremely busy <laughs> for you. So <laughs> yeah, just uh, do what you can when you can I exactly like that. I and like every that. little bit makes a difference yeah yeah excellent so uh 
So this is not just all about food for you, obviously. We've yeah. talked about animal cruelty. What, what is it? You know, veganism for some people, they just do it for health or yeah. some people, they it's about the environment. You know, what is it for you? I Let's, thi- yeah. it's, it's a whole package. From Originally, it was for the animals. It started yeah. when I turned vegan. It was definitely yeah. about the animals for me. And then I started to do more research and I watched more documentaries. I watched Cowspiracy and a few others. And then it really turned about the environment for me. People don't really comprehend the damage that cattle farming and animal agriculture has for the environment, mm. has to the environment, sorry. So it was a, a really big turning point for me that made me think even more consciously about the choices I was making. And going back to the vegan part, so many people think veganism is just kind of about what's going in your mouth. Yeah. From my angle, I looked at it from a different perspective as well, that it's not just that, it's what you're wearing, uh, what clothes you're choosing to wear, what fabrics you're choosing to wear, what skincare, yeah. makeup you're using that are tested on animals. It's a really holistic approach, I think, to veganism that I try to take. But yet now I look at it, it was started with the animals, then it went to the environment, and now it's my health. You know, yeah. I think as, as you get older, it's the best thing you can do for your health. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I remember listening to Philip Wallen talk. I'm pretty sure it was him anyway that talked about veganism being the Swiss army knife. That yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> that you know, sounds it's good like something he would yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. fix your health, good for the environment, yeah. good for the animals. It's basically there are no losers out of it and it's good for everything. Uh, so yeah, there's nothing there's nothing bad to come out of eating a vegan diet it's just it, you kind of got the whole umbrella you're benefiting your health you're benefiting the animals you're benefiting the environment you're, in a lot of cases benefiting your wallet it's yeah. just fantastic and not just your physical health emotional mm. health as well mental I think. health yeah. and yeah it just there are no there are no losers no. it's a win 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 yeah so uh, yeah, one part of vegan... I've been vegan for nine years now. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm new to it since I just did the potato thing, but uh, I was eating a lot of junk food and yeah. then, I, then I switched to my potato experiment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, one sort of aspect of veganism that I had never really thought about, uh, but despite being vegan for quite a long time until I heard you talk at World Vegan Day was, like I said, fashion and beauty and you know all that girly girly <laughs> side i shouldn't say girly there i'm sure there are blokes that are into it <laughs> as well. but um you know that side of things that yeah. has never really crossed my mind and it, you know my wife's really inter- interested in beauty and makeup and fashion and that sort of thing and i just don't get it so yeah um and it's not something i've ever thought about in terms of veganism until you know i've been looking on your website and it's i think it's really cool that you're um you know trying to get people to think about yeah. where their makeup and their yeah. clothes come from and so can you Talk to us about how you got into that. Again, I think at the start I was quite oblivious to materials like silk, for example. You know, people don't associate with silk coming from silkworms and the fact that hundreds of thousands of millions of silkworms are getting Mm. boiled every single year just to produce a fabric that Mm. something like a polyester can mimic. Yeah. And that for me, I kind of sat and thought, why is my what I'm wearing more important than a life and now I look at the fashion industry now and it's coming forward so quickly you know we're seeing uh, materials like penatex which is leather made out of pineapple we're seeing yeah it's amazing and amazing made out of pineapple (laughs) and it's that's not only good for the animals it's also good for the environment because they're making it from the pineapple leaves that drop on the ground that would more often than not just regularly be discarded yeah so they're making penatex and they're making something called moose skin now which is leather out of mushroom and you're seeing all these it's amazing (laughs) and i look at it like people always have said to me oh leather is of better quality or silk is a luxury fiber i kind of look at it as now you know this 
technology that's coming through for Penatex and Mooskin, that is an art and that is yeah. something that is so rare and the quality that they're creating in that, that's a luxury item. You know, yeah, not absolutely. a Prada bag that's yeah. made from a baby cow. Yeah. These new technologies, that's luxury to me. And I even like brands like Rombort, for example, who is founded by one of the old head designers from Lonvon, which is a massive designer yeah. warehouse. He's gone out and made his own vegan shoe range now. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing stuff. And then all the other brands, Matt and Nat, they're just really pushing the boundaries of what fashion is. Yeah. Stella McCartney, another great example. So. For me, it's going back to the veganism again, taking that holistic approach to and educating yourself about yeah. where all these fibers are coming from, which we don't need. We, we just don't need it. Yeah, oh, they're, they're obsolete yeah, almost. Exactly. Like. And I feel that's the way the industry will eventually go, that they're, they're just producing so many great things. Technology has yeah. come so far. We don't need stuff like this in our wardrobes anymore or in our bathroom cabinets we don't need products that are tested on animals yeah we don't need ingredients like lanolin i, I even saw a leather football at world vegan day yeah and, and it looked and felt and behaved like a good quality sharon exactly was, yeah. <laughs> i think you've just got to break pe break people's conception that you know leather is of better quality to the alternatives yeah. it's, it's just not true yeah i guess uh a big part of uh, making the change happen is going to be i don't know what the price of these these uh materials are now but once it gets cheaper than leather yeah then like than real leather than cow skin yeah then, yeah uh, then there'll be no turning back exactly. why would anyone get it if you can get a better quality product exactly that's better for the environment better for the animals and, and it's cheaper then exactly you know, there's, there's no there's no other way to do it 100 percent. even like fiber I, I know Katmandu and the north face and the kind of outdoor brands are now moving to fibers like Prima Loft, which mimic down in its entirety. It gives the fluffiness really? of down. It gives the warmth of down, but without the cruelty. I'm, so just, I'm just learning. Yeah. So I knew you'd be a good guest to get yeah. on. <laughs> so yeah, all the fashion stuff, it fascinates yeah. me as well. I'm constantly trying to keep up to date with yeah. what's happening, but it's just such a growing industry. Yeah. It's almost hard to keep up. It's fantastic. I think in the next 10 or so years, even longer, we'll see some incredible technologies coming into play. Yeah, I could compare that, I think, to Tesla, the, the, uh, the cars because you know there's there's been lots of people that have tried to make a good electric car before yeah. and they've failed because they've just been well they look terrible and yeah you know they're pretty nerdy sort yeah. of crappy cars but then along comes tesla with this awesome car that's and they offer just, vegan seats yeah they do offer yeah, vegan yeah. seats yeah but it's just a cool car whether yeah, you, if you're into cars this is a cool car and you know you can look at this uh the fashion industry in the same way i guess that yeah. if you come along and you try to get into, you know, making vegan leather, but it's just not that good. Well, yeah. it's probably not going to take off. But Exactly. Yeah, You've no. got to really push the boundaries, I think. And that's Elon Musk. I'm pretty sure he hasn't put a patent on any of his electrical de electric yeah, designs. I read that. So yeah. hopefully some of these other cars will come through and do the same now. But vegan seats, what a win. I just wish yeah. I had the bank balance to afford yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so... Journalism is a is a thing of your past as well, which yeah. I, I find interesting. Is that something that uh, contributed to wanting to make your own website so you could continue your own writing? Your yeah, own, yeah, and it was a case of um, about a few years ago, Peter was living in England. We were doing a lot of traveling and I stopped working full time just so I could sp actually see my partner. Yeah. And it got to a point yeah, where... Yeah, he would have been off all around yeah, the world, wouldn't he? 10 and months yeah. of the year out of yeah. the country and it yeah. just wasn't becoming 
good that he was away as much. So he yeah. said, stop working full time and start traveling a bit with me. And yeah. we were living in England and I couldn't get another working visa. So okay. I was sitting there for six months going, what c- I'm so bored. What yeah. can I do? <laughs> so I just started Earthbound and I al- yeah. I've always loved writing. And I thought, what is a great way to, you know, find a way to write what I'm passionate about. So I just yeah. started Earth by Anna. It kept me busy over there yeah. and I really enjoy doing it. Mind you, I've been a bit busy the last three <laughs> months, so I haven't been doing as much, but I'm getting back onto it. And I think it's a great platform to kind of share what I'm thinking and, again, try and break those stereotypes that often come with vegans, you could say. Definitely. And there's a, there's a lot of time to pass on a test match <laughs> oh, as well. Five days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've learned to master that now. I just take a notepad and just jot down yeah, ideas all I the imagine, time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd get a lot of, especially uh, during the, the days when when uh, Australia's fielding. It's oh, not, yeah. You'd probably get a lot of notes done. <laughs> yeah, <then>. a lot <laughs> of napping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. Yeah. So, like I said, fashion and beauty has never really been an interest of mine. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife is into it. Personally, I, I probably a lot of blokes would say the same. But uh, you know, I just like how she looks without makeup, and yeah. I don't understand the whole need to put makeup on, and I don't yeah. understand fashion. I don't understand why you know a dress could be awesome this year and not so good <laughs> next year. Like you're the same person with the same dress. Yeah. Why, <laughs> what happens between now and next year? So. Uh, old season <laughs> yeah old season stuff no one wants that anymore yeah, apparently yeah. So, well i guess that's two questions so start with with makeup like why why is it a thing my mm. wife hasn't been able to explain it to me uh in a in a way that makes me get it maybe yeah, you yeah. can <laughs> well i just uh, i don't know in terms of women liking makeup everyone's different but from a from a vegan angle cruelty-free angle i just think all the stu- all the science behind testing on animals now is mm. obsolete. We don't yeah. need to test on animals. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so old school. And again, I don't understand why people continue to buy products that are tested on animals when there's so many amazing Absolutely. brands out there from nina.com.au <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that are cruelty-free and vegan-friendly. It's just animal ingredients obsolete in skincare. Yep. Um, animal fibers obsolete in skincare and makeup and... I just yeah for me I d- it's one of those things that you kind of put your hands around your ears and go what yeah. is going on why are people still using these products but yeah, yeah in terms of I got a, I remember seeing a, a comment from Ricky Gervais yeah who's into the you know not into animal testing he's against animal yeah. testing but uh, it was something like um, hey everybody if shampoo gets in your eyes it stings yeah now stop fucking testing <laughs> on animals, animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so true though like yeah. and, and you kind of think of all the hundreds of thousands i can't remember exactly how many millions of animals are killed by lab experiments every single year and you know i, I don't agree with lab um with animal testing on all fronts but animal testing for makeup yeah which weird. is it's just crazy and for shampoo and we mm. know it's shampoo's work now. So why do we have to keep testing? Yeah. Blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Surely they've used every ingredient that they don't need to keep testing. Yeah, you would, you would think so. Oh, it's just crazy. <laughs> you would know with shampoo and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't. When I, when I shampoo my chest, <laughs> it, you know. For <laughs> that really nice yeah, yeah. lather you yeah, get yeah. probably <laughs> being tested on a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so on to the, the beauty side of things. Mm. So why... why what is it that uh why is it such a big industry basically why is beauty such a big thing you know yeah. outside animal testing and veganism why is it you know it's not such a big i guess it's getting bigger for yeah. blokes um but it, 
why? I don't get it. Do, think, what do you think? You know, I don't know if it's something to do with um, maybe social media and the pressure that people feel now mm. to maybe look a certain way or look good. Yeah. You could say the same with, you know, um, cosmetic enhancements. So many young girls yeah. are, are really feeling the push to, I don't know, go and get lip fillers and mm. all this stuff that is tested on animals again. But I, I honestly feel it's... Is that tested on animals too? Yeah. Botox, Jeez. stuff like no Botox. There's no escape for them. It's Jeez. terrible. It's really bad. So all those cosmetic fillers and stuff test on animals as well. But I, I, I think it might come back to, especially for young girls, just feeling the pressure to look a certain mm. way. And that could be part of the reason yeah. why the beauty and makeup industry or cosmetic industry is just growing so rapidly. And my partner says the same about me. You look so much better without makeup. But yeah. as a woman, I like to put something on yeah. in the morning, whether it's just simple as a tinted moisturiser, yeah. to give me something to make me feel better. And yeah. women, I feel, are a bit more self-conscious yeah, than yeah. men about their appearance. So, uh, And yeah, I do think social media's had a yeah. big so role to play like in that. So do you feel like if you've got that tinted moisturiser on <laughs> or whatever oh, I go kind from of a makeup. six to a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm more mean, like, internally, does it make you, do you think you maybe have a better day if you if you feel like you're looking better, does that mean yeah. that you're maybe you're more productive or I you're more confident? I think it makes me f- like personally. I speak for myself here. It makes me feel better if yeah. you know it's like my not my war paint, but yeah. when I, I go out feeling a bit more polished, like yeah. I'm ready to tackle the day more yeah, when I've okay. got a bit of a face on. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I'm not one to wear much makeup anyway, yeah. so I exercise all the time. Just a tint yeah. of moisturizer usually yeah. does me for the day, but yeah, it just makes me feel bit more awake okay. bit more polished oh, fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> whatever works yeah <laughs> um yeah so back to the fashion then mm. the, the, this idea of you know like we like we said of something can be cool now but yeah. not cool you know next year mm. you know i i've basically have never bought an item of clothing for myself in the last 15 years <laughs> everything i've got has been your old clothes wouldn't me. fit you anymore though well yeah but <laughs> i've been shopping and um but only, i've never gone even when we went shopping i didn't go on my own we were just happened to be at the shops and my wife would just drag me and you need a new shirt come in here. <laughs> and she'd make me try on a few and buy something and yeah and apart from, you know, I get clothes for presents or whatever and I, I'm just not into it. And yeah. I, don't, I just don't understand, you know, if I've, got a, if I've got a cool shirt, like this shirt that I've got on, I've had for a few years and yeah. I, I didn't wear it for a few years in between because I got too big for it. But yeah. it was cool when I got it and I yeah. like it now and it's a few <laughs> years later and it's probably out of fashion now, yeah. but I don't understand. Each <laughs> to their own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but again, it's... What do you think is the, the... What drives that, basically? Why do we have to have... You know, this dress is cool this year and it's not next year. What, what do you think is behind all that? That's a great question. Again, I think it almost goes back to social pressures. Uh, more yeah. so with women, I can't speak for the men, but Sid's, uh, my partner, doesn't really conform to it. Like if he, same thing, if he likes a T-shirt that's two years old, he'll wear that T-shirt. Yeah. But I'm the kind of the same as well. I have a denim skirt that I wear all the time, which is like yeah. seven years old. And for me, it's kind of just dressing with what I like. That's just the way I am. I know a few of my friends have to have the latest dress from this collection because yep. they like that dress and it's what's cool. But I kind of dress what I like. Yep. And whether a dress is $60, $100, $200, if I like it, I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and uh, again, I think it goes back to that more so younger women, I'm finding the social pressure to keep up with the Joneses, as they say. Yeah. Definitely. We're carrying the latest designer handbag and the latest designer shoes. So not only are they keeping up with the Joneses on that, but they're also buying into more cruelty. Yeah. 
Actually, this is something, this is the thought that's just entered my head now, but this, um, you know, the way a lot of people will, you know, you got to keep getting the next thing, yeah. get the next thing, yeah. get the next thing. That would obviously create a lot of waste because suddenly you've got exactly. a whole wardrobe from last year that yeah. you're not wearing. So if you're replacing your wardrobe every year, I, I dare say that we're probably as a, mm-hmm. as a population going, buying more clothes than get then bought secondhand from up exactly. shops. So we're, you know, we're creating a lot of waste too. Is that yeah. something you've thought about before? Exactly. Or? Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I definitely am someone that probably has bought far too many clothes and far too many shoes in my past and it's just exactly what you said it's we my sister and i go to camberwell markets a few times a year and sell on our any clothes that we don't want but it's just consumerism it's finest and i know there are smart way smart things being done now for example peter and i are about to start building a house and one of the installation we're looking at is denim cutoffs recycled denim cutoffs so they cut up all the denim and yeah. that's how you insulate your house really yes yeah, so there's little, amazing yeah amazing stuff like that and kind of not clothing related another you can get these blocks now that have come from new zealand i think it is they're getting all the ocean plastic that's coming into the oh, trap awesome. and making really compact building blocks out of this recycled plastic that's so good um there's roof tiles made out yeah. of 100% recycled car tires so we're getting smart wow, okay. in the way they're oh this is exciting yeah they're getting smart in the way they're coming up with products but consumerism in terms of fashion and going back to skincare and makeup yeah. as well we feel like we need to buy the latest product with the latest science or technology behind it and for what kind yeah. of it's again maybe keeping up with the joneses but yeah. we definitely as a society i think as a whole spend far too much money in consumerism yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, now, you spend uh, a little bit of time on red carpets and doing photo <laughs> shoots and things like that. Have you found anything difficult about that? Like, you know, when you've got a, when you get a designer dress made to go yeah. to an important function yeah. and you're going to be on TV and that yeah. sort of thing, how, how do you go about that? Well, I imagine not every high-end designer is making vegan stuff. So. Well, I'm very, yeah. very lucky. One of my good friends owns a company called Kaya One Day Bridal and she's dressed me for quite every kind of red carpet event I go to. Yeah. She'll dress me and she knows how passionate I am about not wearing silk. So she custom makes oh, everything cool. for me with no silk, no wool, no leather. And on the photo shoots, I've made it yeah. clear if I have to do something, I won't wear any of those fabrics. Sometimes yeah. I have to bring my own shoes to things. But yeah. uh, a lot of them are very understanding now that they know I don't wear silk, wool, leather. And it's easily to, easy to accommodate for. It's never been an issue, so oh, okay. That's hopefully great. it stays that oh, way. I was expecting it to yeah. be uh, be a hard thing, that there'd no. be a lot of closed minds in the industry. I don't industry know if people yeah. are too scared to say, no, <laughs> you can't, in fear of what I'll, how I'll retaliate, but yeah. Yeah, I've never had an issue with it. Oh, right. oh, that's great. At one day. She's actually making my wedding dresses as well, so she's found this um, fibre that mimics silk in its entirety, so some of it's made from the, the top of my dress, all vegan dresses. Yeah, yeah she's just fantastic. I'm very, nice. very lucky, but... I honestly feel that people may be too scared to yeah. try and put me yeah. in silk for fear of what I'll say to them. Yeah. Oh, you've got a reputation that yeah. precedes yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. since you've brought up your wedding dress, well, let's talk about your wedding then. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're getting married soon. We are. Uh, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Okay, soon. So all hands on so deck y- at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's busy time. Yeah. Very busy time. And, but and it's an all vegan wedding. All vegan wedding. So, so we're having about 70 people at a friend's property in the Yarra Valley. And it, okay. it took us about, I'll be honest, about probably 
eight, nine months to find a venue because Peter's best mate is this amazing chef, Shane D'Elia. He owns Maha, oh, yeah. Biggie right. Smalls and very well-known chef. I haven't heard of Biggie Smalls, but Maha, we've, we've had a great meal there Great before. vegan yeah. meal. So yeah. he's doing I, I all I can't that. afford to go there more than just the once that we've <laughs> yeah. been there. <laughs> it's been, it it's been on the pricey side, but yeah. Yeah, he's in his, um groom bridal party I don't, I don't know how you say the men's Groomal side. party Groomal party that'll do <laughs> <laughs> so he's doing all the food and it's yeah, strictly vegan wow. we're working on a menu at the moment I'm sure it's going to be a good menu then from yeah. my experience of Maha yeah. that was pretty incredible and that was one thing we really wanted because we struggled to find somewhere that would let us bring our dogs are coming as well all four of oh, we've got awesome. four rescue dogs so they're all walking down the aisle nice. and we struggled to find somewhere that would let us bring a team of chefs in yeah. and bring the dogs so our friends are kind enough to let us use their property and we're also Darren Purchase who owns Birch and Purchase he's mm. never done it before but he's creating a completely vegan dessert station oh cool so yeah and Sid's suits are made out of wood pulp he's getting shoes from wow. Brave Gentlemen in New York so all vegan shoes for yeah. his um, groomal party if you can call <laughs> it that and yeah it's for us it's been um, only a small wedding about 70 people as I said it's about you know showing people that you don't need to have meat at a wedding. We're so passionate about eating healthy vegan food mm. that we know everyone are going to love the food and it's about blowing them away with how good vegan food can be. Even down the um, our friend's winery who's supplying the wine, they've created three different vegan wines really? for us. The, oh, uh, the vodka is, awesome. is vegan. I didn't only learn actually this, about... This it. wedding has far-reaching consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even I only... Actually, myself only learned that some vodkas aren't vegan not long ago. Oh, really? Yeah, they use um, a fish in them. More so the cheaper vodkas like yeah. Smirnoff and whatnot. I was completely oblivious. I'm not a heavy drinker anyway, yeah. but all our vodka is being um, imported by a friend's brand, all vegan. So we've, wow. we're really kind of pushing the boundaries yeah. with what we're doing here and just hoping to show people that, you, you know, you don't need silk in your wedding dress for yeah. it to be a beautiful dress. You don't need to serve meat if you don't want to serve yeah. meat. It's your wedding. You kind of do what you want. Yeah, yeah, we had a vegan wedding too. Yeah, Ours was yeah. a lot less complicated. <laughs> we had the same issue though. We couldn't find a venue that was yeah. going to do it. So we basically, my mum and a few friends cooked up the yeah. food and we, we, went, we went to a, um, a friend's place that had like a, a bit of land down the morning to yeah. Peninsula and just had a had a outside wedding and just... Probably um, did all the food and I should have yeah. done that. Maybe a bit cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> They're so expensive. Oh, but that's I'm, I'm jealous of having uh what was his name again? The Maha. Uh, Shane Delia. Sh- I'm jealous yeah. of having him cooking food at your wedding. That's my my mum did a great job. But <laughs> sorry, mum, you don't. You're not Maha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's a big thing for us. We yeah. need to blow people away with how good vegan food. Yeah. Maybe there'll be a few vegans that walk out of there. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, who? In your life inspires you. That, that's the next thing I want to talk about because you're, you're obviously, uh, you're an inspirational person for lots of people. There were lots of people that I saw looking at, uh, watching your talk at World Vegan Day. Mm. And uh, so you inspire lots of people with the way that you live your life and, the, and your website and yeah. everything about you yeah. is inspirational. So who is it in, in your life that inspires you? Look, this is going to probably sound really corny, but Sid's my partner, is yeah. someone that really inspires me you know he grew up in the country Gippsland three you know one meat one veg kind of family and when he went vegan almost five years ago he also gave up any alcohol at the same time so he hasn't drank for nearly five years not even a drop I'm not even allowed to put red wine in the pasta sauce and he went vegan at the same time and when he first did it 
he cops so much criticism. He's someone that's very much in the public eye from yeah. every angle. He was copying it. The media, his teammates, the Cricket Australia's support staff, every angle. Really? And yeah. he stayed strong and he hasn't... I'm a bit of a cricket fan, so I do remember when that happened. Yeah. I was vegan at the time, so yeah. I was there was no criticism for me. I was, I yeah. was able to, you know send links to my friend and say, hey, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're on, on yeah. his side. Actually, this is a, an interesting... I just remembered I was at a Bucks Day mm. for uh, for a good mate of mine that was getting married. I was out at the Bucks Day and there was a barbecue happening and someone offered me a snag. Yeah. And uh, I said, no, thanks. Um, and he said, oh, what about a hamburger? No, thanks. What about... And he kept on offering me all this other stuff. And I normally I'd just say, no, thanks. I didn't want to bring up veganism. Yeah. But because he kept offering me this stuff and I kept saying, no, I said, no, I'm not going to have any of it because I'm vegan. Yeah. And I was waiting for the jokes and, you know, all of the, not, not bullying, but, you know, the jokes and the yeah. you know, making fun of me. Yeah. I was waiting for that to come. And he, his reaction was, oh, cool, Peter Siddle's vegan. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm <laughs> yeah. not just going to have to deal with all this crap. Yeah. <laughs> well, he yeah. copped at the, mainly at the start, he copped so much criticism from yeah teammates everyone and he stuck he stood strong and now he now there's four other vegan australian cricketers and sids has kind of been wow that's Sids amazing is, it's amazing are we allowed to say names or yeah or yeah. adam zampa who's the australian spinner he's oh, yeah. very passionate vegan very yeah. very passionate right. vegan amazing cool. young guy nick maddinson the new south wales batsman yeah again another vegan loves wow. animals really cares about the environment great Great guy. Yep. Sam Whiteman from WA is plant-based. Yeah. And then there is Kane Richardson from South Australia as well. Very close with Adam. He's plant-based okay. as well. Yeah, and right. Sid's, I feel... I Do you can't think it's partly from his influence? Or I can't speak yeah. for all of them, but yeah. I feel Sid's, I think, was... Oh, sorry, Jason Gillespie as well. I did know yeah. about him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dizzy. He's a very passionate vegan. He went vegan because of his... I think his dad passed away from a heart... Or bowel cancer, maybe? Something... Something like that. Yeah, yeah something I read, like that. I read about that. It was some sort of illness, yeah, yeah that, that caused him to look into what might have caused exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so Sid's... Um, I don't, I can't speak for all of them, but Sid's was the first one to go and I feel that the other ones have almost had the confidence because they are so much in the public eye and they're constantly open to criticism that yeah. they've just been so much more open to the idea because Peter's already doing it and there was not too yeah, long he's, ago he's opened the door up and exactly. made it easier for other people exactly yeah. not so long ago Peter's had people come up to him the sidelines like a God, it would have been about six weeks ago this young boy came up to him and said Peter I'm vegetarian because of you and wow. he's just he's always so positive so optimistic and Peter really leads by example and I think that's so important for vegetarians vegans whoever to lead by example and show others that you don't have to any little bit makes a difference yeah. is what I'm trying to say so he's just he's an inspiration to me he's an amazing amazing guy oh, that's such that's a compassionate heart and yeah he's fantastic and he's been fantastic for vegan the veganism movement in from an athletics or from an athlete's perspective I think yeah cool yeah well, that's that's fantastic but yeah. you know what you should marry him yeah. that's <laughs> I think I'm going to <laughs> well, he's a great guy well yeah well we well, we're talking about him then. How did that, that come up? Was it your influence on him that made him choose to be vegan? Or Yeah, well, yeah? I was always the one doing cooking all the food and yeah. I would never cook me. I've never cooked me. I wouldn't know yeah. how to cook me. And so I was doing all the cooking and then he just turned around to me one day and said, I'm going to give up drinking and go vegan. And I was like, <laughs> let's see how long this yeah, lasts. Yeah. And How long was that into your relationship? Oh, about a year. So okay. not too long. I thought, oh, 
God, he's bluffing. Yeah. And he always kind of said, oh, I never ate much meat anyway. But he did. And yeah. he loved his cheese. And, you know, that's what everyone says when they lattes. meet a vegan. Yeah. I don't eat much meat. No. Yeah, <laughs> But um, then, yeah, he hasn't looked back. He's is unbelievable. He won yeah. <laughs> Once he was on tour in India a few years ago now and he called me and was really upset. And I go, what's wrong? And they served him a crab roll instead of a tofu roll. Oh, and he okay. was just devastated. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but... He, so he did it, I think I was the influence, but he's done yeah. all his research. He did a lot of research into, you know, Brendan Brazier. And he's yeah. really good friends with John Joseph from the Cro-Mags. He's the Iron Man from oh, yeah, yeah, New I York. Know. Yeah. Oh, I don't know him. I know of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're really good mates. So he was another inspiration. Peter and, Peter and John. Oh, really? Yeah. How, how did Just, that come about? I can't even remember. John, I think, contacted him on social media years. No, actually, I do remember. We ran into him at a cafe in New York. And wow. he, John came up to Sid's and was like, mate, are you an athlete? It was at a vegan restaurant. You're an athlete. I know. How do I know you? And Sid's like, yeah, I play cricket. And John's like, that's that sport they play in Australia. <laughs> and they just became really good friends. Wow, that's cool. And so that Sid's really wants to do an Ironman when he yeah. retires. So I think they're going to, I don't know what they're sorting awesome, out. Yeah. but. Oh, yeah, he's amazing as I, well. So I basically just know of him from the Rich Roll podcast. Yeah. And, and yeah, Sid's has spoken cool to Rich Roll a few times about his yeah. diet. There's a lot of people that had, uh, even though I think I'm a really supreme athlete, Sid's yeah. thinks otherwise. <laughs> so <laughs> he went to other people for inspiration from him. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it's been a very, it's been great to watch him do it. Yeah. Uh, observing from the outside, he's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he's, you know, Australian fast bowler, like in, there are a lot of people probably listening that are not from Australia, but yeah. you know, if you want to choose a manly man type of <laughs> thing to do yeah. in <laughs> Australia, it's to be a fast bowler, a cricket fast bowler. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you look through the history of Australian <laughs> fast bowlers and they are they are burly, <laughs> manly, you know, big moustache. Beer big for beer, breakfast, yeah. kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, they're like... You know, they're, they're fearful men. Yeah. They're frightening. And uh, so for of, of any profession to go vegan, yeah. you know, you and I know that there's performance gains to be made from oh, yeah. it, but the general public doesn't have, you know, there's a stereotype of veganism of, uh, of makes being... Makes you weak. Yeah, it makes yeah. you weak and it's not a manly thing to do. Yeah. So uh, it's obviously it's a very brave thing for yeah. him to have done. And yeah, I guess... There, there was probably some blowback from that. Like, you know, how can he be strong? How can he be... Definitely. Yeah. And there still is. He still cops it all yeah. the time. He still you does. Know. Okay. You know, if you bowl, it's so funny. Whenever he bowls really well, mm. no one says anything about yeah. it being yeah, vegan. Okay. <laughs> Whenever he may have a bad day in the field. Oh, it's Which we all the, do. Yeah. yeah. It's because of the vegan diet. It's definitely because yeah. of the <laughs> vegan diet. Yeah. But any success, nothing to do with it. He's only yeah. got, I think, I don't know if it's two wickets or one wicket to become the most successful Victorian fast bowler of all time. Really? Yeah. So he's just got to get there. And Even then more than Merv. More, he's about to overtake Merv. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wow. just got to get the last... I, I can't remember if it's one or two or three. I know it's around that yeah. number. And then most successful Victorian fast bowler of all time. And you watch, no one will say it's due to his diet. Yeah, it'll, yeah, be, yeah. <laughs> it'll be... So they'll say because he ate meat yeah. when he was a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> For people that don't know what I'm talking about when I said Merv, when, when I was talking about the big, manly, um, fearsome fast bowler, he is the epitome of it. He <laughs> might not be the... Uh, the big art. Yeah, 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 big art, even as an elite, you know, the best of the best fast bowlers. He still had his beer gut and, um, 
you know, he was he was as manly as it got. Oh, God. I think he's <laughs> had, now, like, sausages for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gross. Yeah, and now uh, now the the uh, shriveled, um, anemic <laughs> vegan's about to overtake him. <laughs> yeah. He's so malnourished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no strength. Yeah. Back to that strength thing, though. Sid's found when he made the switch to a plant-based diet that he calls himself plant-based because he has to still bowl with a leather cricket ball. So yeah, it opens okay. himself from crazy ones to yeah. criticism that he's not a real vegan yeah, he yeah has the to vegan police the would vegan have something to say about that exactly yeah. the level five yeah <laughs> <laughs> level 10 extreme yeah, yeah. yeah but um he lifts more he's stronger he's really? faster okay. he's fitter than he's ever been and people have criticized his bowling speed saying <laughs> saying that it's gone down since going vegan but which isn't true you know mm. it's because all fast bowlers eventually lose their speed a bit as they get older yeah but was, that's what i was gonna say it's, yeah, a, it's, it's an a unfortunate a consequence of age, age. Yeah. yeah exactly but he's fitter than he's ever been yeah. since making the switch oh that's cool mm. well you are more than your uh, I was going to say your husband's wife, but your boyfriend's girlfriend. You're <laughs> you're more than him, but it's nice to talk about him. But back to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, uh, so uh, I was just looking through your website, and you've got different sections, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them actually I was going to go to plate, but since we talked about your home already, let's go to your home. How do you? Uh, make ethical decisions and it's perfect timing actually to have this conversation yeah. since you're building, building yeah. your own house now uh, you can put into action everything that you've got in that exactly. home section of your website so yeah. how how does that happen other than what you've already mentioned what, what other sorts of things do you do well, we're looking uh, in terms of the build for example we're putting a natural or a living pool in so it involves no salt okay. water no chlorine it's entirely filtered by plants so virtually really? it's an ecosystem for animals so for example if a a duck or a seagull came and landed in that pool that would have no ramifications from the chemicals. So it's comp- entirely filtered wow. by plants. It's a, a system, systems that come from Switzerland that yeah. go underground. It's an amazing, it'll be fantastic. But This we, is mind-blowing. Yeah. I've never heard of this I'll either. show you this, after. Yeah. They're incredible. So my <laughs> mum's friend has a, a natural pool, which more looks like a giant pond and it's just yeah. fully oxygenated and cleaned everything by plants. They're incredible. No wow. chemicals. So I'll show you. I'll try and find a link to put in the show notes so yeah, other people yeah. can look at that too. They're that amazing. sounds amazing. And yeah. we're just constantly trying to find ways that we can, um, you know, use environmentally friendly materials. We did look at using the recycled tyres on the roof. We're having solar heating, yep. any kind of little bit that we can make a difference in. We are, we're trying to use products like rammed earth yep. instead of, um, you know, plastics and, you know, polyurethanes perhaps and obviously no wool in our carpet we're using synthetic carpets instead of using wool based and anything we can try and do to maybe cut our impact we're exploring all right so there's a lot you can do this is uh, is. all sorts of things i've never heard of and you've just got to look outside the box i know going back to tesla they've released a roof tile now which is a like solar powered roof i've read about that yeah Yeah. amazing they look pretty amazing Yeah. yeah and one of the things we're installing in is a um tesla power wall for you know it's like a solar are you getting power. one we're getting oh, one cool. yeah little things like that we're nice, trying to yeah. further advance and where they're already put, apparently it's what most people do now they're installing for one day when we have an electric car like the all the power that will be able to install something that can charge an electric car apparently that's what everyone's doing now yeah amazing nice i'll take one of those yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i'll take three yeah yeah exactly <laughs> All right, that's cool. Um, so, plate was the, n- the next part of your website that uh, 
that well that's the main interest for me yeah uh so do you that's obviously the plate that's about food do you have a, a dietary philosophy or a certain you know there are lots of different ways to be vegan do you have yeah. a certain way that you're more into like there are fruitarians there are mm. the mcdougall starch eaters which you know, that's sort of what i'm mm-hmm. trying to do and there's the the joel Furman. Uh, you know the the nutritarian there's all these different ways to do it Uh, do you have a certain way that you subscribe to or i wish i did but i'm kind of of the philosophy have a little bit of everything (laughs) to an extent Uh, you know peter and i eat definitely a whole food plant-based diet for the most of the time we are partial to the odd vegan donor and stuff yeah. like that. all about balance we kind of exercise enough that we can reward ourselves so as this well. vegan donut that i bought you is um, <laughs> it's going to go down a treat yeah, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but you know we eat quite a lot of fruit and a lot of grains yeah. and yeah. i'm a massive potato fan oh, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i knew you would get That's one of the prerequisites <laughs> yeah. actually yeah, you have to like potatoes if you want to come on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> we love potatoes and um just you know, eating a bit of everything from all every plant-based food group, we don't really stick to a certain diet, so to yeah. speak, but just trying to maintain a healthy diet for as much as we possibly can. You know, last night, we treated ourselves and had hot chips. Going oh, back yeah. to potatoes again. <laughs> they count as potatoes, don't they? Oh, well, kind yeah. yeah. <laughs> In not my for, world. <laughs> not for me, they don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have done that diet if no. I knew hot chips were yeah, included. Yeah, no, hot chips, were, hot chips were a downfall of mine. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm not someone who can go and have the odd donut and the odd, yeah. you know, I've, I've just got to be strict with myself. If I, yeah. I think one donut would quickly become 10, ten for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that's, it does mean everyone has to be like me. Yeah, You're well, better off not being like me if you can. <laughs> <laughs> we, ju- we just treat ourselves when, when we want to. We yeah. eat such a kind of well-rounded, healthy diet anyway. We can afford to have the odd treat every so yeah. often well i spent a bit of time looking through your instagram and the, the we food do love food <laughs> yeah well there's a lot of food photos on there and they're nearly nearly all of them are really healthy ones so you nearly know, all of them if, I, if the ratio of healthy to not healthy that's on instagram is anything to go by then you're doing a good job yeah. Yeah. thank you i think the amount of exercise we do probably helps yeah. well, that's, yeah, <laughs> helps no the doubt. balance no doubt so is yes yeah, is there any kind of staple that you focus on then is it um no? <laughs> Not, we just How about this then? If you if you had to choose like I did, a mm. uh, question without notice, if you had to choose like I did, I chose to have just potatoes. Forget about it from a nutrition point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it was just something that you had to choose to eat forever, what, what would you choose? Bananas. Bananas. Okay. Yeah. That was one of the things that I considered when I was... When yeah. I was, well, Peter yeah. eats a lot of bananas every yeah. day anyway. Actually, they, uh, of course he does. I've read that. <laughs> they yeah. call him the banana man. He, yeah. you know, puts six or seven or eight in a smoothie in the morning and then yeah. we'll have another smoothie in the afternoon. So he sometimes yeah. chews through about 20 bananas a day. And yeah, we okay. love bananas. Yeah, they're so good for they're you too. They're so good. They're, they're, they're one of the... When I was researching my potato experiment... Uh, bananas was one of the things that came up because yeah. in in theory they've got everything you need as well like yeah. potatoes do the reason potatoes won was because there, there's a little bit more evidence to go behind mm. like have people having done it before that sort of thing so yeah. that was the main reason I went with potatoes but bananas are, yeah that, that'd be a good choice too and, yeah, we, and they're delicious uh, yeah <laughs> a bit of peanut butter on the end yeah, some yeah. cinnamon yeah, yeah. yeah. probably Bana- bananas would be my choice yeah banana and date in a in a smoothie yeah, yeah, that's pretty yum. good yeah <laughs> yum. Um, now i'm getting thirsty slash yeah. hungry <laughs> uh so we might just need to take a little pause just to check the car situation yeah. 
Cool. And uh, we'll come back and make sure we don't get tickets. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I found pictures of you playing golf. Yeah. I found pic- I found a video that was quite scary of you boxing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to – I hope I don't say the wrong thing yeah. during this interview. Be careful, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> um, teaching spin, doing yeah. Pilates. Uh, those so what does is, what is sport – um, exercise, training, athletics mean to you as well? I've always, my sister and I have grown up playing sport our whole life. Yeah. Like I was captain of the Victorian hockey team for oh, years. Really? Yeah, played There's volleyball. I didn't find. Yeah, <laughs> many, like for the yeah. junior team. Yeah. Um, played volleyball. Yeah. I still play touch rugby. We've yeah. always been. Oh, that was one thing I forgot to say. Yeah. I did see that, but I forgot to write <laughs> yeah, it down. Yeah. yeah, and we've just always been very active. I, I lived overseas for about a year and I kind of. Um, backed off on my exercise i was only doing a bit of walking and i found my mental state really suffered so yeah. i really enjoy doing exercise for my mental state and yeah. my health and just my emotional sanity yeah. you could say and i enjoy i play touch rugby because it's a great opportunity to catch up yeah. with friends and i do circuit training at f45 in port melbourne which is yeah. another great form of exercise i just like doing exercise it's yeah, something okay. you can you know to teach spin i'm just about to start teaching pilates it's something i really enjoy doing as well it's awesome. just, it's such a, and with Peter's job as well, it's just such a, you know, it's part of our life. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't not exercise. Yeah, that's how I feel about it now too. Do yeah. You, do you have any sort of, any goals as far as like athletic events that you want to do or? Not really. Like that, no? I've always said I'd love to do like a big triathlon yeah. or, you know, half marathon or a marathon. Yeah. But I'm working towards that. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see okay. how I go. I'm not really a, a runner, but maybe I could do a half marathon. Yeah. So you're more into you just you just exercise just because you like exercising. Exactly. And I don't really yeah. have any goals. You know, I don't plan on running the New York Marathon anytime soon. I just do it because I, I love doing it, and I feel it works yeah. well with my body, and it's good for me. Yeah. And it's from and a social aspect as well. As I mentioned, the tuck rug, touch rugby, playing with my friends. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Well, I I get a lot of. Uh, emails and questions from people about what exercise should I be doing, how much should I be doing? Because mm. I didn't exercise that much in the beginning, but mm. in the second part of the year, I exercised quite a lot, and uh, and I get a lot of questions about you know, how often, how many minutes per day, what type, yeah. all of that. Um, people just want all this information about exactly what they should be doing, and my answer is always just to find what something you, you enjoy doing. Like exactly. the best kind of exercise is to is the one that you can do consistently because you like doing it. Exactly. So, yeah. it's something like For someone like me, I, I love walking, but I don't really particularly like running. Like yeah. I don't like running. So yeah. I'm not going to go and start running and do something I don't enjoy because that's just going to deter me from exercising even yeah. less. And um, HIIT training at like F45, I love doing that. So yeah. I go and it's great because it's yeah. exercise. Fire, everything, something works better for uh, someone than it does for someone else. Yeah. So you should find what you enjoy doing. Yeah. And then it doesn't really feel like exercise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, it, if, yeah. it, if you if it's a chore, then there's going to come a day when you're over that chore. Yeah, I can't, I can't be bothered. Yeah, had a gut full of that. But yeah, if it's something you like doing, then it's you know it's no it's no trouble yeah. at all. And it's uh, I think it's important to work it into your routine. I'm a routine person, so I get up every morning at six thirty or five thirty to go and exercise. Yeah. It's part of my day. Yeah. And I don't really miss that ever. Yeah. And yeah, that's I, and yeah, it's, I work it into my day. Yeah, that's something I'm working on at the yeah. moment because uh, life has got exponentially more busy for me <laughs> yeah. since, uh, since this whole challenge finished. And uh, of this year, you know, last year was the year of the spud. Yeah, this, I'm spud fit though, so this year's got to be the year of getting fit. <laughs> fit, yeah. And uh, but yeah, getting that routine happening yeah. is something that I've been struggling with. I've sort of been trying to fit in a training session session at some point during yeah. the day wherever I can and. Sometimes I don't get it done. Sometimes I do, but I, I think I'm 
probably I've got to take the same approach as yeah. you. Where I get up and get it done first thing. Get in the it morning done first thing, and then you don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. I find too, if I miss a morning exercise or workout, and I'm left to do it in the afternoon, I'll yeah. I'll make excuses. Oh, I'm yeah. too tired. I've got this much to do. I've got this to do. Yeah. Get it done in the morning. You don't have to worry yeah. about it. Yeah, and over the course of the day, there's so many different things that can come up exactly. to get in the way. But if, you, if it's the first thing you do, then nothing's going to get. Friends want to catch yeah. up for dinner. Just yeah. get it over and done with. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's your so new goal. Yeah, that is. Morning exercise. It is. It is. I yeah. wanna, I, I've, I've, uh, I'm going away in, at the end of the week, but then when I get back, it's uh, 5 a.m. starts, I think. There's no yeah. reason yeah. you can't exercise when you're away. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's leads into the next question, actually. You're, you're into <laughs> traveling's a big part of your life. Yeah. Uh, so how do you keep up this wellness lifestyle that you lead while you're traveling? Well, um, as I said, normally I find myself, I'm traveling with Peter. It's not often yeah. that we're not traveling together because he's yeah. maybe got a tour on and I will find a way to work exercise into my routine, regardless of where I am. I travel with skipping rope all the yeah. time and if the gym doesn't Good have idea. a facility, because they're lightweight, easy to travel yeah. with, I travel with resistance bands as yeah. well that I can you know, wrap around my legs and do yeah. some side work. And yeah. Peter and I both naturally really outdoors kind of people so yeah. when we're on holidays just us and there's no cricket involved we'll go mountain biking we'll find stuff to do outdoors which is yeah. fun and it doesn't really feel like exercise and yeah and that way you can work your exercise into seeing the place that you're visiting as well that's exactly the way to do it. that's and yeah. we love in new york i think we were walking about 24 kilometers a day really like we just awesome. love we walk everywhere because i find if you're catching subways or trains or whatever yeah. sometimes you miss things that you would you you don't get to see parts yeah. of the city or wherever you are that you would normally get to see if you're on foot. Yeah. And in terms of food, from a wellness perspective, we use Happy Cow all the time. Oh, yeah. The Happy Cow app is the best thing ever. We were in Switzerland a couple of years ago, really remote town, and we caught a cable car to the top of this mountain. I wasn't walking up that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> a cable car to the top of the mountain in this tiny restaurant up there. Lo and behold, they had a vegan menu nice. in the middle of Switzerland. Sids and I were like, oh, yeah. my, you know when you, the vegans do that happy dance, <laughs> the last thing you yeah, ever expect yeah. to see? Vegan menu. And the food yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, cool. Uh, cheese capital of the world and we find a vegan menu. Best All thing right. ever. So I've got to ste- I've got to get up at five a.m. while I'm in San Francisco. Yes, and, uh, and uh, hey, get out there. It has a lot explore. of hills. You can do some hill yeah, runs okay. in San Fran. I haven't been there, but yeah, I'm sure I can. I have heard that it's hilly, so pack I can, your skipping rope. Yeah, so I do have easy. a skipping rope. I should do. Yeah. That's a very good, very good advice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So five a.m. starts while I'm away. Hill runs, skipping ropes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So as we've talked about, uh, mentioned a number of times throughout this, you're a busy woman. And, uh, you know, busy. it's hard with be- leading such a busy life to maintain what we, this mythical, mythical thing to me called balance. <laughs> <So> <laughs> uh, you know, I try to be balanced, but I'm a just, I'm an un- unbalanced person. I just, I, it's very hard to make it work. I'm either, I'm either doing something full on or not at all. It seems. Yeah. So how does that work for you? How do you get balance in your life? Or do you just not bother with balance? How does it work? That's a good question. You know, I'm, I think I'm the same as you. I try yeah. to find balance, but yeah. depend who, depending on who you're asking, I probably don't have it either. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of all systems go kind of person and finding balance. You know, sometimes I find it hard to, Sids and I find time hard, find it, gosh, I can't speak, find <laughs> it hard to find time for each other. Yeah. So that's a really important thing for me. The, as 
going back to the exercise again, that's just in my routine. I don't yeah. miss that. But finding the balance is, you know, spending time with friends. I don't see my friends a lot anymore. We're all very busy and we all lead mm. completely different lifestyles like lawyers, real estate agents. Yeah. And it's just it, balance is a word I'm still trying to get my head around, but I am trying. We'll see how we go this year. <laughs> I said this year I'd work more on it. Yeah. But this, it just seems the older you get, the more less time you have to find Definitely. balance. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah. Really and bad. Uh, add a add a little toddler for me into yeah. the picture, and that makes it even harder. Yeah. Yeah. See, my dogs are my toddlers. So yeah. Well, you got four of them. Didn't four you say? rescue yeah. dogs. Yeah. So they're going to take up some time too. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's let's wrap it up then. You've uh, obviously your your website's a, a it's a big part of uh, mm-hmm. your message. I wonder if you can just you know, there's a lot of information there. Can we boil it down to you know a simple message that you know if, if people want to take away one thing from this podcast with you mm-hmm. that they can ha- use to uh, to lessen their impact? Or yeah. what, what do you think? What, can you well, I think things? what I often try to tell people is every change, regardless of how small or, you know, it's how small you think it is, makes a difference. Yeah. You know, if, if you're a meat eater and you're wanting to go on the vegan journey, start by doing one day a week and then move to two, then three. Every little bit makes a difference. And don't be scared of change. I think that's a really important one. Don't be scared of change mm-hmm. and lead by example. There is a lot of the level five vegans, as we call them, out yeah. there that often scare people away. But it's really important to encourage others if they, not even from a vegan perspective, you've got friends that want to lead a healthier lifestyle, support them and encourage them regardless of what part of their journey on. Leading yeah. by example, support and encouragement and yeah. don't be scared of change. Yeah, that's a perfect way to finish it. Mm, great. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm one that to think that, you know, any any step in the right direction, no yep. matter how small, is, is a step worth taking Agreed. and a step that should be encouraged. So I agree. And I'll, going yeah. back to that, I've, yeah. I've often, all the time I've heard um, people criticise, you know, I'll go back to vegans, criticising yeah. others for not being the right vegan yeah. or and it can be frustrating at times but people that are making a step yeah, is yeah. encourage them yeah exactly. you're not going to get yeah. people on your team if you're constantly criticizing yeah, them. Yeah. encourage them yeah even if sam kekovich decided to have <laughs> meatless mondays we should still hey, applaud him encourage him <laughs> yeah, encourage yeah, exactly. him he probably should do a meatless monday yeah, i think yeah. he's in looking he looks like he needs one yeah <laughs> all right hopefully uh don't sue us sam yeah. <laughs> stop doing those lamb ads sam yeah, yeah. stop it sam but all yeah, right. encouragement. encouragement encouragement take little steps lead by example all right it's been a pleasure anna thank you for having me it's been amazing <laughs> thank you and uh and yeah keep doing what you do thank you for Vice doing what versa. you do and keep doing it i'm gonna try your diet this year let's <laughs> see how long i last <laughs> right, I'll, I'll put uh yeah I'll, I'm, your motivation might not be as high as what mine <laughs> yeah. is for that <laughs> well right. if hot chips is in the mix maybe it will be <laughs> yeah, okay well i'm here if you need me <laughs> yeah, thanks all right thank you and spot up all right that was it i hope you enjoyed it uh it was it was a really enlightening and informative chat for me it wasn't what i thought it was going to be uh and I'm really happy about that. It was great. I had a good time talking with Anna. So uh, if you enjoyed it too, then make sure you look her up at earthbyanna.com. 
uh, and she's on Instagram and Facebook too. I'll put links in the show notes on the website, spudfit.com. Thanks again, Anna, for for joining us. Uh, All right. Again, if you're uh, interested in what I do, then the best thing you can do for me is to share it. Uh, Help me, support me uh, by sharing sharing my stuff share this with your friends take photos put them on facebook instagram tag me in them uh it would be really appreciated also if you can uh, subscribe on itunes or wherever it is that you listen to it soundcloud stitcher things like that uh and leaving reviews is also much appreciated uh just quickly before i go again if you're interested in my book the the diy spud fit challenge then check it out at www.spudfit.com or look it up on Amazon or iBooks as well Uh, and also Starchy Marchy go to the website if you want to take the challenge click on the take the challenge link and you're welcome to join the Facebook group that way and you but you can also participate on your own just by using the hashtags but Starchy Marchy all right thanks everyone another great episode coming up next week Uh, I hope you uh, we'll come back and join me again for that one. Thanks, everyone. Spot up. <laughs>